appropriate agenda. I want to be involved in conspiracy. Worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. All right, welcome to the meeting. I am Chaplain today. I'll be getting us off with an invocation. If everyone could close their eyes and bow their heads, I'll be reading a a piece by uh, the notable poet Thomas Dolby. Good heavens, Miss Sakamoto, you're beautiful. I don't believe it. There she goes again. She's tidied up, and I can't find anything. All my tubes and wires and careful notes and antiquated notions. But it's poetry in motion. And when she turned her eyes to me as deep as any ocean, as sweet as any harmony, she's blinding me with silence. She's blinded me with science. And hit me with technology. Amen. 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 Welcome everyone to the meeting. The first who, and only week. song is that? Blinded by Science? Thomas Dolby. Blinded by Science. It was science. Welcome, everyone, to the meeting. The first and only podcast brought to you by Conspiracy, uh, featuring, of course, myself, Jake Ediger. Joined, as always, by Joey Z. Joe, oh, Joe Zoller, yeah. Rummy's Clark. Hannah Breen. And Eric Ray. Awesome. There's no way to tell what order we should say our names. In I know. I've, we never established it. I keep. Yeah. Normally keep, we sit physically in a circle, and right now I'm. Yeah. I it only I only yeah. put it together now that the the orientation on Zoom is probably not the same for all of us. No, um, it's not. I've got I'm I got Joe and Eric on my left and right. I got Romy and Jake underneath. You know, let's um. go. Just moving forward, <laughs> I will introduce you guys, and you guys can just say here. Yeah. yeah. How's I also that? like my order's different because I always um I always block Joe's screen so I don't throw up during the episode. Why? Because you're <laughs> afraid of seeing a, a realized Hitler Shrek? No, that's the only thing I can look at in your screen. Oh, okay. <laughs> roasted. That's gonna make it's gonna make no sense to our listeners. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. Joe has a background of a Hitler Shrek in Zoom. Shrek Hitler. Hitler Shrek, one of the two. Oof. We're starting off so strong early. start. Today's oh. Marshall. Today's Marshall is Eric Ray. Eric, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the most interesting subject in the world. Friggin' mad scientists, y'all. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry I'm talking like this. I have not seen anyone except my roommate Mike in a long time. How are you and Mike doing? We're doing good, man. He's he's fairly chill. I mean, we do a lot of drugs, so we don't really fight. Okay. You're talking about That's friend good. of the podcast, Mike Hahn? Friend of the podcast, Mike Hahn. We Mike's kind on. of we're pretty sedated most of the time, so we're we're getting along yeah. for now. How how high have you guys been getting? Like real high all the time? It's been bad. We've been detoxing lately, but just like, mm-hmm. man, this is such a good excuse to just like I haven't showered yet today, and it's two thirty. Nice. Doesn't matter. Life is fake right now. Keep it. Keep that stink going. Yeah. Keep that stink. Yeah, keep that. Well, tell please tell Mike we said hello. Um, I will. Yeah. But before I tell Mike. Uh, you said hello. Can I talk about Wilhelm Reich? Yes, yes please. 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 Yes, please. All right. So Wilhelm Reich was a colleague of uh, Sigmund Freud, and he was a Ukrainian-born scientist who later came to America and became obsessed with this idea called orgone energy, which was basically the concept that there was uh, a sexual, invisible energy in the world, and that was the key to human happiness as well as like power and technology. Basically it was kind of like metachlorines and star Wars, but it was sex energy. Mm. And he set up a lab in rural Maine and uh, on top of a hill and you can go there and it's called Oregon. It's super weird. And one time there was a drought and the townspeople came up to the hill and asked him to cure the drought with his sex box. Okay. And the drought ended. And then everyone in the town believed that Oregon energy was real. Damn. I feel like this is a guy who just like did some studies in a lab where he like brought in a bunch of women and he's just like, yeah, I'm just like, you guys, they're really feeling my sex energy right now. <laughs> just, just like, they just huge reactions off the charts. Do you think he had like a lab assistant who had to just sit there and watch and take notes for college credit? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah, Ronnie, check out this level. Look at how much orgone I'm producing with this position. Are you getting this? Are you getting this data? It's just like, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry I'm late to the bar, guys. I had to had to like record a, an extra hour of sex energy because oh. geez, he was re- Wilhelm was really horny. 
The way he channeled orgone energy was he invented a thing called orgone box, which was essentially just oh, a yeah. large cabinet that you mm. would sit in and just get really, really horny. And that's how orgone energy was created. Listen, it's uh, he's what he's doing is he's relabeling a crank box, which is something that at least personally I have at home, is which is just a confined space in which you put yourself to crank down, <laughs> so that you're being, so that you're being pleasant to all oh, your roommates. No. Where's your crank box at? My crank box? Yeah, I keep it in the closet by the kitchen because I like to be near food. What does Simi think about a Joe size box around? Does she know what it's for? Uh, no, I've hidden. I've, 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 dis, I've dispelled her curiosity by claiming it's the standing lamp cabinet. <laughs> Why does the standing lamp cabinet oh keep my dripping? God. <laughs> Is there a dripping? Well, that's just classic lamp oh my God. fluid. Oh my. <laughs> We've got very fluidous lamps. Yeah. Um, I have a question going back to the Orgone. How is he, I don't know if I missed this, how is he harnessing it? Like, once he got people to believe in it, right, because there was a drought and then there wasn't a drought, was he like, oh, they're like, it's real, like, it just exists, or were they like, great, now we all have to start, like, rampantly fucking all the time to make more of it? Or like, what is the... Is there a dream catcher for, like, Orgone energy? Mm -hmm. Exactly. The box. I... Don't really know how the batteries work, but if you look at the Orgone <laughs> cabinet, you could Google it. It's just like a wooden cabinet, and the inside is a chair, and it's all metal. I'm looking it up. Yeah, this is a crank cabinet. Yeah, I gotta find a crank cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, uh, he was ended up dying in federal prison because he brought the Orgone box over state lines, and because he called it medicine, the FBI, who thought he was a communist, decided that was good justification to arrest him and his uh, socialist sex energy. And that's how he died. I'll tell you, he probably ended up in the strongest crank box of all, which Ooh. is a federal prison. <laughs> this is, okay. Nice. This is the one that I'm seeing. I don't know if people can see that. Oh, boy. That's the one. That's the one. It's just It looks like, like a, a little voting booth with a chair. It kind of looks right. like a confessional. I think you get the there's what I'm seeing is there's another part of this is that when you're in the box there's kind of like a funnel attached to a hose that you put over your mouth called the accumulator. Oh no. You put wait. So you breathe out the orgone energy? <laughs> I don't know. There's an orgone blanket and then there's an orgone accumulator with a little like face mask that you bring in. Oh, I'm seeing it. It kind of looks like a like a car battery with a like hose attached to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a beer bong, but instead of beer, it's your orgone energy, and instead of entering your body, uh, an old man is sucking it out from maybe, outside the box. Maybe, maybe it's like you save it up, so like you got a lot of sexual Until you're energy, just ready to bust with then, orgone. It's then, it's then ready, like next time you can't get it up, you're like, hold up, and you go into your room and you suck it out of yeah. your, um, your bottle. Yeah. And then, yeah. then you're just, it's like old Viagra. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, though. I always thought, besides this orgone, I thought that the orgone energy of the earth was something that, like, permeated through. It was like the natural kind of electromagnetic, like, Nik- Nikola Tesla sort of ambient energy from the air. That's why you see, like, those people selling, like, giant crystal pyramids that can collect it and uh, mm. they make, like, hundreds of dollars on them yeah. online. Yeah. Mm. I imagine it's somewhat of a catch-all term for just like an yeah. unidentifiable energy. Because don't yeah. the aliens want our organ energy too? Isn't that a big crux of the the reptilians game? Well, that and our it's trying to s- suck out our uh, our good vibes. Yeah, I. What do you think I they're think gonna do with it? Party town, man. You you heard what Romy said? The sex it's energy. It's save it up for later. So yeah. clearly they've heard they've hit an epic galactic level drought. And they need to come over here and steal our good, uh, our uh, our mojo. Yeah, I guess it's kind of hard to get like horny for a cloacal valve. Do you? Yeah. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Not everybody has as attractive sex organs as humans. Anybody who's who's tried to get horny for a cloaca knows how much of an ordeal. Well, it's it just is. a hole. Right. And it and, and of of amongst other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So was this guy really influential? Did his views? It seems like his views kind of permeated a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, the guy who died in a New York jail. No, but like you're talking about how all these ideas like 
kind of persist. He was like, uh, he was, was like, the originator. He was like a proto like Instagram health person, and that like a lot of weirdos were like, oh, he's right. Yeah. But then like any scientist was like, oh, is that the guy who jacks off in a box a whole bunch? <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is also during the age of spiritualism, and you saw, you know, how many people went for that. I'm sure it's it's pretty easy to get into this sort mm-hmm. of thing. If it, if anyone's interested in learning more, there seems to be a popular book titled "Adventures in the Orgasmatron." I'm in Wilhelm Reich and the Invention of the Orgon Box. Mm. Ooh. Well, speaking of spiritualism, there was another mad scientist who loved weird sex magic, and that was Jack Parson. Oh hell yeah! Ooh. Uh, for those in the know, Jack Parson was uh, a brilliant rocket propulsion engineer who ended up uh, working on a lot of the early jets. And he also loved sex magic, so much so that he had a mansion in Los Angeles where he would routinely hold sex magic orgies. Uh, and he was very good friends with a man named L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Daddy L.? The one and the same. Big Daddy L. There's nothing that's more uh, accreditous, more uh, that lends credence to your movement than being involved with the leader of Scientology. Mm-hmm. He's good people. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This guy's crazy. Good people. He is. But before Jack Parson died of an explosion in the Mojave Desert while he was trying to do experiments on a new rocket, he was arrested by the federal government because the Mossad offered him a ton of money to move to Israel, and he was like, nice, I can have Israeli orgies now, but then he was arrested by the FBI. It seems like there's this common theme where the FBI is, like, uh, arresting people for things that, like, aren't real, like, they don't even think is real, but they want to just use as an excuse. Like, Like, they didn't think the, like, orgasm cabinet was real, but they were still, like, just in case... Well, it's important to remember that all these scientists, like, science was so much more interesting before the war on drugs, because all these guys were just high (laughs) out of their minds all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very valid point. Yeah. Like, Jack Parson was always on LSD and heroin and, like, amphetamines. I'm sure Wilhelm Reich was, too. Yeah. Like, it was great. I imagine the authorities had less of a problem with him making organ boxes and and more of a problem with him locking all these young girls in them. Well, he was on meth. Mm, Right. That's That's a good excuse. Yeah, you're right. I think that was like Elizabeth Smart's captor's excuse is that they were on a bunch of meth. They were on a bunch of meth. Guys, I'm sorry. We were on a bunch of meth. We were on a bunch of meth. We were on a bunch of meth. meth. Whole mess of meth. <laughs> Real meth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Real meth of meth. Sorry, my husband has a lisp. <laughs> um, I have a. I have a. I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm asking a lot of questions today. I'm being really needy. I feel like I have a lot I want answered. But Hannah, is that because, is that because science- you're on a lot of meth? Yes. Hannah, science is all about asking questions. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Um. So my question is, what? What, what is sex magic? Sex magic. I believe it's when you paint a basement black and then draw a bunch of pentagrams <laughs> and then just mm-hmm. like kind of a bunch of aspiring actresses come over and you you do yeah. drugs and have sex. Well, what is yeah. it? Yeah. From what I understand. Jake, you would, I guess, be better versed in this, but like it's left-hand path magic where you're like, you're, you're putting your will into the world based on sigils and you're like coming on stuff mm. and, and putting meaning yeah. and, and kind of... I mean... Real talk, it's just an excuse yeah. to have like. Well, of course, but th- I'm just talking about the <laughs> yeah. logic behind yeah. it. Yeah, it's the it's the excuse yeah. to it's bang involving. Everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, invo- it's like it's yeah. honestly similar to the organ energy. Is that mm-hmm. like through sex and through the expression of that yeah. energy, you can like manifest your will. So okay. instead of instead of chanting the right words, what brings it into power is the uh, the semen. Hmm. Got it. Got mm. it. Okay. That it makes a lot of sense, and I understand what you're saying. It doesn't. I'm just saying, like when it was said, when mm. Eric said it, in my mind, I was picturing like two magicians, and one magician was pulling like a long scarf out of another magician's butt. <laughs> Text magic you know? now, like sexy, <laughs> sexy <laughs> magic is a thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like somebody gets yeah. sawed in half, and then both both halves yeah. end up banging the guy who did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have 
I take so literally. <laughs> I'm just imagining a scientist just getting Eiffel Towered by two sets of legs. <laughs> Hey, you don't want to hang out with my bottom half today. Come on, hang out with the top half. I got all the fun stuff. I uh, between the two, the the Wilhelm Reich and Jack Parsons, they both sound like just guys who went to elaborate ends to convince people to have sex with them, mm-hmm. or not, or just be horny around them. They also yeah. like sound like really annoying people at like a party that you'd go to where there's that one guy who's wearing a bunch of rings and stuff and like <laughs> is very clearly like very clearly like he wants you to come up and talk to him because he's drinking a cocktail that took 15 ingredients and you're just like Hey man, what's what's your deal? He's just like, you wouldn't even believe me if I told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can imagine they both have thick mustaches. Yeah. So if it means like sex magic is like manif- manifesting your will into the uh, into the world when you're having sex, does that mean it's like a bunch of people banging in a in like a dark basement and then screaming things that they want? Like, I want to down payment on my house uh like the secret i mean kind of it's not actually i don't think it's that far from that (laughs) okay i think it's like masturbating onto like words that are things that you want yeah you can do it you can do it at home on your own think about something as you make a sigil and then um come on it and then i i feel like some people just like have this it's just the like I get that some people's intuition might be that that could be reasonable, but like to me, it's like the opposite. Like I feel like if I, if you write down like some your wish and then you come on it, like that's not happening. <laughs> Romy, what's your relationship like, with sex? Yeah, I feel like that's very revealing of your relationship with coming. I mean, I don't know if I've uh, given away too much, but I mean, I won't say it's bad, but does it scare me? Sure, yeah. <laughs> It's it's an expression of I don't like Take away (laughs) Yeah like I don't know if you wrote something down And then you're And then somebody like came on it I'd be like what the fuck This is this is no use as a reminder anymore There's come all over it I I can take this to the grocery store And use it to pick my items Broccoli, carrots, what the hell What is this I can't read this Look it's never it's never happened to me yet But I think I'm fairly confident I'd be upset I can just see Romy's wife being like, honey, I'll get these things. I'm, I'll buy these. You don't have to come on them so that they appear in the house. No, no, no. I'm not afraid of sex. <laughs> yeah, okay, Romy. We're, you're, we're not afraid of sex. We haven't had sex in months. Oh, Eric, do you have any other mad scientists? I do. Uh, moving away from people who are arrested by the government to people who are working for the government. Ooh. There's Sidney Gottlieb, who... Um, was the inventor slash chief chemist of MKUltra, which was a CIA experiment in the 50s and 60s based around mind control. Uh, What they did was they were conducted in American prisons as well as detention centers in Japan, the Philippines, Germany, as well as a couple mental hospitals in Montreal. And what he did was he would use electroshock and LSD to basically uh, seize people's minds as it was described here, as first you blast away the existing mind, second you find a way to insert a new mind into a resulting void. Didn't we go too far in a number or two? Sure, but we did a lot of work on number one. <laughs> uh, talk about drug use, man. These guys were crazy. Was was MK Ultra tied up in Edgewood or are those two separate things? Uh, is that the place in virginia yeah i don't don't really know those might be two different things i thought mk ultra was like a larger less centralized program just kind of a an initiative yeah i mean i mean it fucks some it fucks some people up yeah well isn't that um isn't that what ted kaczynski they think that he was involved in before he you know went off the rails and started mailing funny bombs to professors ted kaczynski was involved in it and so was whitey bulger oh bulger I've also heard Katy Perry. <laughs> well, back when she was uh, John Bonnet. John Bonnet Ramsey, yeah. John yeah. Bonnet Ramsey. It's the, the demographic for MK Ultra experiments were almost exclusively enlisted men, 
and then John Benet Ramsey, and then <laughs> the wow. daughter, and then the daughter <laughs> of a defense contractor CEO. Oh my god! Oh, so I'm just so okay. It's and more questions from me. It's you said they take the MK Ultra is like taking. They do like a lobotomy. Is that what it is? No, they basically <laughs> either used. Well, they, it was like all. It was a wide variety of things. It was a catch-all okay. for the CIA to just do shit to people. Okay. But it was usually LSD or electroshock, and they would just mm. give somebody a shit ton of LSD, put them in a dark room alone for like a couple days or like a week, and then they would wow. come back to them while they were like still high out of their mind on LSD, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> you want to kill like the head JFK? of Russia?" Nah, yeah. man, but I did come up with this radical wow. space opera that's like a musical thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Man, it's crazy, oh dude. Oh, God. Because we experience music in a whole different way than we play it. All right, put him to death. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. Like, imagine having, like, an entire army of, like, mind-controlled children. Like, what you could do with that. You know, like, not anything weird, but just, like, think about, like, like what you could do, you know? Yeah, nothing weird with the mind-control children. Yeah, like, children of the uh, corn. Yeah, exactly. It'd be so creepy, though. It's like, I'm not trying to be creepy, but it's just, like, you have an entire army of mind-control children, people who are, like, unnoticed by other people. I'm just like, saying, What yeah. could you, like, think about yeah. what you could do. Oh, I know, with that <laughs> I know what you thing. could do. You could finally get them to say their lines right in the Christmas play. Like <laughs> MK Ultra had the tightest Christmas play that there was. We've been giving Cindy a lot of LSD, and we're really hoping it pays off this year in auditions. <laughs> the problem is, it's been bleeding into her regular life, and now she keeps saying "bah humbug" anytime that I try and give her a bath. <laughs> and she and she salutes and stands at attention for ten minutes. Oh my god! Well, moving uh, from the west to the east. Okay. Uh, Ilya Ivanov, a Russian biologist, uh, specialized in artificial insemination. But he had a hobby, which was he was obsessed with breeding humans and chimpanzees. So much so that he actually inseminated three female chimpanzees with human sperm, though none of them worked. Who's? Who's? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I sense his own. Was it, was it his own sperm? This could have been much like Wilhelm Reich wanted to jack off in a box. This might have been him just wanting to fuck a chimp. This guy wants to fuck a monkey. I feel like I can imagine him. There's like, uh, like, there's this trailer for the new Sigmund Freud show, and he's like giving a big speech at like the Oxford Union and all the like. The people are like being like, "Hurrah!" Like, oh, it's ridiculous. Like, this guy's just like, and I like gave them a sample of sperm and everybody's just like who's sperm and he's like it doesn't matter who's sperm <laughs> as he's just slowly cranking off under the, like, guy, the, <laughs> he runs the out of the halls of the the university <laughs> the screaming like i'll show them wrong <laughs> Pant, pants around his ankles yeah. <laughs> but i get this like imagine you create an entire army of children that are also Man, monkeys you're in <laughs> just think of armies what just think of what Wait, just think of what you could do with that sort of thing. You know, Hold on. Do... The reason why he wanted to do chimp slash apes slash received money from the Soviet government was the Soviets wanted to create an army of human chimps. Of course Damn. they do. Chimps are what, like 50 to 1 <laughs> oh like strength from uh, like chimp muscle to human muscle? It's insane. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. A the... chimp will rip a man apart. Any of the latest uh, Planet of the Apes movies terrify me. Yeah. They, il they illustrate how how fucking deadly a, a monkey could be if they wanted to be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'd be pretty quick to enlist in the slave corps of the monkeys yeah. just you, to be yeah. like to be like a house human, you know what I mean? I feel like the only thing that is that has kept me from being murdered by a monkey thus far in my life is just proximity to monkeys. For sure. Well, yeah. Part of the flaw of the experiment other than biology is that he was assuming that if you bred a human and a chimp, you would get somebody who was as intelligent as a person and as strong as a chimp. He <laughs> flipped it. And not, <laughs> and not just some, like, aggro lunatic with the brain of a chimp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or, like, weird, like, flesh ball that's screaming, kill me. Did, like, did, <laughs> did any of the, did any of the like, uh, eggs, like go anywhere did he get anything well no the point i think of being imagine, a different right? species means you can't you can't breed 
with yeah, the but other. through the through through Christ, all things are possible. That's a good point. I well, here's <laughs> I, the thing: he probably didn't pray hard enough. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's where we're getting to. But 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 look, what could you do with an army of children, right? <laughs> In 1929, he organized a set of experiments involving non-human ape sperm and human volunteers, but it was delayed by the death of his last orangutan, and the Soviet government couldn't get him another one. <laughs> That's tough. Um, oh, imagine having all of the sperm ready to go, except that just... and your orangutan dies. <laughs> well, eventually, well, eventually, they got bored of him, and they sent him to go die in Kazakhstan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like Yeah. He's gotta be sitting like in his in his like lying down on his bed and he's just got like twenty ice packs on his crotch and and he gets the call and they're like, No more we don't have any more chimps and he's like, You fucking serious right now? I got a fucking <laughs> gallon of this shit. <laughs> he just has to like sadly unplug the freezer that he's got yeah, down yeah. in his basement. Yeah, yeah. Dump it all over his grocery list. <laughs> 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 and then wouldn't you know it my house was just loaded with Totina's pizza rolls so many I didn't even do nothing <laughs> like they were coming out of nowhere I swear <laughs> did you know when they first started doing artificial insemination like for re- like for real in like the US and like normal they just <laughs> doctors would just doctors would just use their own sperm like it was like yes no donation. I was gonna say how was stupid just, was yeah it some was just guy a, got Go ahead. They would literally just be like, whoever doctor was like, happened to be on call would just like fill up the cup and like that was it. And nobody really <laughs> thought about what was going like, who was there was a there was a This American Life about some doctor who mm. was doing that. I think out in New York, but uh, ten tens of tens of 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 his like fertilization patients. He was just they were all his kids. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. What? So, but, what? but my question to this this monkey scientist guy is why, if the USSR is is paying you to make uh uh things, which just use your own sperm, at least you get the like product, and you could be like, ah, I didn't work. Yeah, and you don't have to pay a guy to jack off in your bathroom, and you don't have to go live <laughs> in exile in Kazakhstan. Yeah, mm. all good points. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was other weird Soviet scientists, uh, including Sergey. I hope I get this right. Sergey Berlachenko, Berlachenko, I don't know, but uh, in the 1930s and the early 1940s, uh, he was obsessed with reanimating dead organisms. In fact, mm. he successfully created a machine that uh, replicated a human heart as well as human lungs, and he kept a dog alive, a dog's head alive for several minutes. <laughs> oh, what? Wait, that's kind of that's sad. Believe it or not, actually, a lot of the technology that we now use for artificial hearts and artificial lungs comes from uh, these early experiments where they just used a severed dog's head and kept it alive. Oh, my God. Wow. I'm not even going to ask for more questions about how that was done because I don't want to hear it. There's a video of it. You can look it up on the Internet. I'm just imagining (laughs) guy bringing in the dog, cutting cutting the head off, and then being like, do you want... The want the body, and then Sergey is just completely offended. Like, the fuck would I want the body? For? What do you think we're doing here? Yeah, more heads. <sighs> yeah, just like more your, heads. Your dog, it lived for two minutes <laughs> after I chopped its head off. Wow, that's wild. Powerful. How did Powerful he die, story. Eric? I think he died like very well respected because he was very good at being a scientist mm. like it all worked so he was, was like just... a he was a successful mad scientist yeah oh absolutely well it sounds like and you said it his stuff his technology is still being used like his findings are still being used and they've like furthered yeah. research actual helpful research right oh he was a very yeah he was like a very good scientist just back then science was just no regulations. Everyone yeah. was on drugs. It was like the Wild West back then. Mad scientists kind of can't exist now, which is kind of sad. I don't know. There's yeah. that guy who's trying to do the first successful head transplant over in Europe, and Ooh, he just yeah. keeps like demanding that people allow him to do it, and everyone's just kind of like, "Hey, man! Like, I think like science is out here. Like, it's really hard to attach the spine to a brain and still have the limbs work." Yeah, 
But I'm, they're still out know. there. I think that they're just a little more. I don't know. Well, he did. He did get the one. He did got he all the way through it, and it was successful. Yeah. But he had the head on backwards, and so they yeah, had exactly. to. <laughs> they had to throw that one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty close, though. Survived for two minutes. <laughs> Survived for two minutes. Just screaming <laughs> Look, agony. I have some bad news for your. <laughs> Well, you about your husband, um, but <laughs> the good news is that he survived for two minutes <laughs> before dying. Well, egg on his nape of the neck. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Well, if I could move on to Jose Jose Delgado, who was a uh, very prestigious professor at Yale, uh, and his research uh, was about mind control. Nice. In the 1950s and 60s, he inserted electrode implants into the brains of primates and used a remote control device that gave off radio frequencies to control the animal's movements. Later, he placed an implant into the brain of a bull and got into the ring with the beast, using the transmitter to stop it from charging before it reached him. <laughs> Look, it tased it. <laughs> it tased uh, its brain. Oh my God. <laughs> Behold, I can control nature. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. it just boils its brain. <laughs> oh my god! I can see this story though, where he was like, uh, he all he wanted to do with his life was dance, and but like his parents forced him into this, uh, into like the scientific realm, and so he learned how to control a monkey so that it could enter some sort of dance competition with him behind the scenes controlling it. You know what I mean? Because it had yeah. the body that could pull off these moves. And so he's lauded for, like, the monkey is just, like, this dancing phenomenon, but secretly he's in the background getting all these accolades. He's, he's, yeah. It's like Ratatouille, but for, Ratatouille, but for dancing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, when are we going to make a reverse Ratatouille? Yeah. You mean a man who's just ripping apart a a rat because he's pulling on his hair? Tearing it apart in front of a stove and screaming for it to cook? Or salt! (laughs) Rips off it. Get me another ratatouille! (laughs) A rat with a huge chef's hat that's just got a human in it? (laughs) Hey, uh, why you get that big hat on? (laughs) Nothing. Oh, rat chef. <laughs> That's so my cool. favorite show on Bravo. Oh. Rat Chef's the most unappealing name ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's also it's also worth noting. While working at Yale, he also did this to twenty five people, um, <laughs> but it only impacted people's aggression and not mind control. Oh. He 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 ta- he tased their brain. Yeah, he put radio uh, transmitters in their brain I feel and like, made them really aggressive. But that's, he says that impacts their aggression. It means he tased their brain and then they got fucking pissed. <laughs> and he's just like, aggression <laughs> levels seem to be elevated. Yeah. Take no. studious notes. Like, oh, very interesting. Yeah. The whole thing, it really, it, it puzzles me. I'd, I'd call it a real brain taser. <laughs> the whole... <laughs> I have to. Every time. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry. I just feel like science back in the day was just kind of like anybody without with 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 no regard to their ability or or research, just proposing things, and their higher ups were just like, hey, "It's worth a shot." Yeah. What's the worst that could happen? We kill like twenty people. It's also like uh, one of those things where like people had these crazy ideas that everybody would just be like, "What the?" Like, there's one guy in France who just kept like a hole in the side of a guy for like four years that was open to his stomach and just watched <laughs> what happened in there for like wait a live guy a live guy and he like how he did like he stay alive like, for that long with a hole I, in his I, side i don't claim to know but he essentially like like looked into it and just like watched what happened in there and i think that they gained a pretty decent amount of knowledge about how the human <laughs> like gastro system works but it was just oh. because he was keeping the slave man tortured oh and with a hole in the side of his stomach for years oofy Stomas are crazy. Boy. That's a lot. I mean, they still do that with cows, technically. Right. Yeah. Keep a hole in their side. Mm Mm-hmm. And they pull out a long scarf. (laughs) Yep. And then then the cows fuck them. (laughs) The cow has sweet tits. Because it's just like, think about what you could do with an army of cows with holes in their sides. I mean, just think about what you could do. Just to go back to the the child army of Joe, it's just like what you could do with the child army is probably like 5% of what you could do with an adult army. 
Okay. Yeah, but adults can't get like mm. adults can't go to the like children's science museum and like yeah, adults also, can't go. Like, yeah. <laughs> Every also, time I try and go to a children's science museum, I'm turned yeah. away immediately. Me and my army of me and my full army. Adults can't adults can't <laughs> sit on clowns' laps. Yeah, you know what I here's mean. Here's a like, thought: I've, there are a million places, more than a million, okay. that adults can't fit. Yep. Right. Let's list them yeah. all. Let's list them all. <laughs> Event. Ooh, yeah. Correct. Um. Uh. Uh. What are those things in the ceiling? Events. Events. Other vents. Other vents. You think vents again? I'm thinking of other vents. Are those ducks. things that you cool a room um, for? Inside um, of a inside a of a inside of a mini fridge. A pedophile's trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know, they don't have smaller trunks. Oh my God. I don't could know, maybe, fit. Maybe that's the reason they're always going over after children because adults <laughs> yeah. won't fit in their trunks. Adults won't fit in their yeah. trunks. Yeah. Honestly, I, pref- I prefer trunk. an adult, but I can't fit him in the but trunk. I can't just, the trunk. But I just can't afford that trunk from Walmart that I've been eyeing for years. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's like a pedophile justifying why he has a Fiat instead of an SUV. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, yeah, never yeah, yeah. Get, you're never going to use that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need all of it. <laughs> just get a smart oh. car like me. Sure, I could throw 12 kids in there, but when am I going to have 12 kids? When am I going to have 12 <laughs> kids and it's not going to be immediately noticed by the authorities? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, speaking of scientists who were good at their job and yeah. crazy, uh, William Buckland, who was a contemporary of Charles Darwin, uh, he was one of the first people to describe uh, early dinosaur bones, but in his spare time... <laughs> Sick. He, <laughs> Just is, one word, sick. <laughs> Dope. Uh, in his spare time, he was a very adventurous eater. Uh, his diet included things like roast head, hedgehog, potted Ooh. ostrich, panther, porpoises, puppies, bat urine, oh. garden moles, and uh, allegedly, uh, he once ate the shrunken heart of King Louis the Fourteenth. Oh. Hmm. Pretty cool. Did King Louis's spirit take him over? That's a valid question. Uh, does not say. Don't, or did you it, hate? To, wouldn't you hate to be the guy who first discovered dinosaur bones, but didn't think to comment on them or describe them? <laughs> and then some other guy comes in and just describes it, and you're like, "Fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I do like. I do like to think about what took the natural jump to find all these big bones and be like, <laughs> "Lizards, right?" <laughs> what else I mean hedgehogs seem uh, like a challenging eat yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I'm sure under all those spines they get a creamy nougat center <laughs> <laughs> that's the hog part <laughs> I don't know I feel like all those all like that's also just half of adventurous eaters these days is being like yeah hey, you know I tried like I tried roast hedgehog the other day it's pretty good do you think it's like artichoke where you can like cook it as a whole and then mm, pull off the individual that. piece and there's a little like toothpick with a chunk of meat on it? That's interesting. Oh, Does that make like sense? Like run the knife between the spines yeah. and it's kind of right. like a it's like a pre-made uh appetizer. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's now actually exactly what I think. Cheesy pretzel dippers. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's almost all I can think about right now. Like, <laughs> I got to right, get a headshot. Conspiracy is going to be coming back to you next week as a food prep podcast you know the one that stood out to me though but beyond the the uh porcupine was the garden mole why specifically garden moles i can take a stab at i guess yeah uh because it's nice and chilly because it's refrigerated underground good hannah you said that like that was a pun (laughs) yeah no Nope, I was. I know that's what you were expecting, but I was giving you my logic. So garden garden moles are served uh, sashimi style. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's probably mm-hmm. some pretty like good red meat too. I mean, they're like yeah, never seen know. light. Those things are loaded with blood. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, little hot pockets of blood. Ooh. Wrap them up in some phyllo dough. You know, garden yeah. moles. Tastes so bad that most animals don't eat them. Really? Because all they do is eat insects, and like they're so dirty that they're effectively poisonous if one bites you because they're just filled with bacteria. I like that. Uh, That's a proud, that's a good mole fact. 
Mm. Oh, they also die if they don't eat within like two hours. They're weird. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I used to do mole research. They're weird. <laughs> Sounds like an American teenager, huh? Die if they don't eat in two hours. <laughs> so you used to do American research, uh, American teenager research, Eric? Yeah, I used to eat a bunch of moles in my backyard. I was like, I, I get why hawks don't like this. <laughs> bunch of woodland creatures watching Eric stooped over eating moles. Like, what the fuck is this guy doing? This shit tastes horrible. Just like ripping, yeah, ripping the head off and then turning to a squirrel and be like, you'd hate this. <laughs> Oh no! No! You guys know. You guys know. It's I full can't. of blood. I can't. This thing's blood. It's so much blood. It's like a gusher. <laughs> I have. A, I have a squirrel son now. I can't. Oh yeah. You probably don't. Let's move on then. No. Right. Eric, do we have any okay. uh, other mad scientists? Uh, yes, we do. Uh, Giovanni okay. Aldini, who okay. specialized in uh, corpse reanimation. Nice. Uh, he basically went around Europe uh, looking for corpses and then just electrocuted a whole bunch of them. And That's pretty good. It didn't work, mm. but he mm. did it and he wrote a bunch of papers on it. Mm. So basically he would like go to London and it's like, does anyone have a dead body? Please bring it to the front. And then he would just zap it a whole bunch in front of people. And then it never worked, but he just kept on doing it. Any, uh, do we have any people who have... Who've lost a relative recently and are betting men. <laughs> oh, no. It sounds like he just liked watching corpses shake. Yeah, exactly. Do what, do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. And if what you love is zapping corpses, this guy's yeah. kind of found the sweet spot. Yeah, his assistant, yeah. After, after, every, after every time they shock the body, like they're packing up, his assistant's like, it's a bummer, like another failure. And he's like, failure, not to me. <laughs> Not for me. Poor Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie's the assistant from earlier, if you guys forgot. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah Ronnie. Good. good throughput. Oh, sorry, guys. But I just looked up the video of Jose Delgado uh, with the bull. Yeah. And it's literally the bull's charging him, then it just stops and walks in cir- and like goes in circles a whole bunch. Oh. <laughs> so he taught it to dance. <laughs> He did. He taught it to dance. Wow. Thanks for all the info on mad scientists, Eric. Uh, did you have? Do you have any more? Or can we move on to the game. No, but I will just like to add a personal message, which is okay. America has a very little scientific literacy right now. Uh, I think the coronavirus has proved that. And if we just get rid of some of these archaic regulations and moral hangups, and we get back to good old fashioned science, and I don't think things like this would happen again. And you know, I agree with that. Amen. Like, amen. imagine amen. if you just had a whole bunch of children that you could willingly infect with the virus and right. see the outcome of it. Right. I mean, then we would like, know viruses like are bad. So, I, yeah, just to put a fine point on it, is uh, uh, conspiracy believes uh, that ethics is holding back scientific progress and impacting human well being, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Put it yeah. down in writing. Put it down in writing. Yeah, Send that right. to your governors and your mayors and your presidents. Tell them what the fuck is up. Take a look at this piece of toilet paper. I wrote this down on Dr. Fauci. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Fauci. <You> boob. <laughs> I came on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sorry, the front is a shopping list. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, we're going to move on to the closing ceremonies for the day. Game warden is Hannah. Hannah, what are we doing? Sure. Um, I've got two trivia questions I'm going to pose to the group. Anybody can answer. Um, but then I have one final question that I'll give you in advance. It'll be the third one, um, just so that you can think about it, because it's a personal question, which is, uh, what is your, or I'm sorry, who is your favorite famous fictional mad scientists and why in one sentence okay. um okay. so think on that and i'm i'm generally uh lightening things up a little bit we're going strictly fictional or animated uh Got it. trivia questions here so think on that we'll come back to that last um the first question i have is a who said it um and you have three options so first i'm going to give you the line and then i'm going to give you the multiple choice answers 
Okay. So the line the line is, that's it, mister. You've lost your brain privileges. Okay. <laughs> your options are from three cartoon scientists, well-known cartoon scientists, are A, Rick Sanchez from Rick and Morty, B, okay. Professor John Nerdlebaum Frank Jr., <laughs> mm-hmm. or Professor okay. Professor Frank from The Simpsons. Okay. Or C, Sheldon J. Plankton, or Plankton from SpongeBob. Oh, I got my guess. And yeah, you can go around or you can collaborate. You can all let me know. I, what I'm you thinking think. Frank from The Simpsons. It's, yeah, it's Frank, right? I'm thinking Simpsons because it feels like something. It feels like it's not raunchy enough for Rick Sanchez. Mm-hmm. No. I would never say Mr. It's too mm-hmm. it's too clever for SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. And it feels like just like I can imagine it being in like a funny cutscene in The Simpsons. Do, is that a universal answer? You want to go with that? Does the group agree? I agree with that. Um just for argument's sake, I'm going to say it's SpongeBob. Uh classic okay. plankton line, nothing's more on character, he's being pedantic, patronizing. Um and he's obviously insecure about his own intelligence, so he calls it out in other people. It's Plankton, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric, thoughts? I think, yeah, I think it's Frank. Okay. Um, well, the answer was C, Plankton. Oh, um, and, and actually, it's funny because Jake says it as if he's being pedantic, but it, it, he actually is in some in somebody's head manipulating their brain because oh, he's so tiny, you know, uh, when he uh. takes over. He was literally taking away their brain privileges. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Privileges is a big word oh, man. for kids yeah. and watching SpongeBob. Yeah. It is. Um, it is, but <laughs> hey, it's the world we're living in. Wow. Um, all right, the second question is significantly harder. <laughs> uh, so Back to the Future features one of the most famous fictional mad scientists of all time, Doc mm-hmm. Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not a question about him specifically, but I'm asking you if anybody has a guess or if you want to make one universal guess of the alternate title of the movie Back to the Future that was pitched and that was not at the last minute accepted. Ooh, damn. Marty, don't fuck your mom. <laughs> Interesting, because there was some facts about that. Which is, oh, there were some facts about that. It got rejected. <laughs> um, We've done the math. Well, I mean, like... Back to the past feels like the obvious mm-hmm. answer, but I don't think that that's true. Um, um, oh, I think it's like two, oh, I think it's like time jump or like time warp or like something like two word like that or like future time car. Future time car. Time car. car? Yeah. Time, time car. car. Is that what we want to go with? I like time car. Okay. Time car. The good. squandering of the ability to go to the past. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's very good. A a wrinkle in time. Okay. Now that sounds familiar. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. That sounds okay. good. <laughs> Any more back. guesses before I give it to you? Like time car or, or time car is good. Yeah. Okay. Looper. 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 Is it Looper? You, don't you dare bring up that movie unless we're gonna watch it live right now and tell everybody <laughs> what's happening and our thoughts on it as we watch it. Predestination. I agree, I agree with Joe. Um, okay, so the name. The name. The title that they didn't end up going with uh, was Spaceman from Pluto. Oh, what a, was that what a, a part <laughs> of it at all? Oh, when yeah. he no. do when he when he when he goes into the house and he's wearing yeah. the hazmat suit. Yeah, yeah. So oh. it says it says Sid Sheinberg, the risk averse studio exec in charge of the shepherding Back to the Future, in charge of shepherding Back to the Future into cinemas, was spooked by the dis- dismal box office performance of time travel movies. Somewhere in Time, Time Bandits, and The Final Countdown. Fearing the same fate for the film, he suggested an alternate title inspired by the script's references to Marty McFly being mistaken for an alien by the residents of 50s Hill Valley spacemen from Pluto. That is a wild, wild idea. Yeah, (laughs) and they almost went with it. I've never seen the original uh, uh, Back to the Future. Only the second. No one. way! No Whoa. way! It's a fucking great That's movie. It's, 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 it's a good it. movie, man. You should yeah. Only the second one. You should the se- watch the. First you should watch one. the first one. I like yeah. the second one. I don't know. I kind of almost want to just take the second one as canon for the beginning. of the <laughs> Honestly, series. it's a great. It would be great it's, to watch the second one and then the first because it's like yeah. you're just watching it out of order in time, which is the whole point of the movie. Yeah. 
The first yeah, I mean, because in the second one, he essentially just goes after a future tyrant of the name of Biff. Um, yeah. There are just some really good moments in the first one. It's less convoluted. Okay, so I'm sure I'm sure we're we're coming down to the wire at this point. So if everybody has had a chance to think about it, you could go around, give me favorite made-up villain and one sentence explanation. Uh, we'll start with Joe. Um, let me. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's Nathan from Ex Machina, the uh, the, the creator Fuck, uh, character. Oh, wild. Mm-hmm. Okay. I yeah. well, I I wouldn't say he's my favorite. I guess it's more like I don't know. It seems like he's got he's doing mental gymnastics to make up this idea that he kind of wants to bang robots. You know what I mean? Like he's like, awesome. Yeah. Like I hear he's you. just kind of he's just kind of like oh you're going through all of this like stuff with consciousness and business. I don't know, man. Just be yourself. You know. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Want to make a robot to have sex with? Just make just make a robot to have sex with. Awesome, uh, Eric. Um, Doctor Moreau, the Marlon Brando one. Perfect. Nice. Very Perfect. classy choice. Yeah. Everybody loves Brando. Um. All right. Uh, Ooh. R- Romy? Um, Robin Williams and Flubber. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we would get that. Remember at the end of Flubber when he's supposed to have changed, but he still is late to his wedding? Like he still sends a video screen to get married? But it's okay because Flubber is there. Right. right. I just feel like his character didn't grow much. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of brew in that movie. I do not remember the end of Flubber, but now I have to go back and watch it. I think there's also a relatively racist basketball scene in that Ooh. film, but that's besides the point. Uh, and my f- yeah, my favorite uh, mad scientist, uh, Doctor uh, Jumba Jacuba from Lilo and Stitch. Ooh. Um, yeah. Great voice, uh, and and the only thing bigger than his imagination is his heart. Wow. So. I love that. Absolutely. I think those were all fantastic answers. Um, yeah. I said Dr. Evil just because he's got such a commitment to musical numbers. Yes. Nice. Um, and nice. I really like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all I got. Nice. Awesome. Thanks for that game, uh, Hannah. Does anyone have any other business we need to uh, discuss before adjourning the meeting? Uh, we can talk about this later, but I got a dead body in my house that I've been really trying to jumpstart <laughs> just to avoid okay. the legal consequences. So let's just take that <laughs> offline. okay we'll check in with that later uh but for now that's going to bring this meeting to a close thank you everyone for listening find us on instagram at conspiracy loves you and twitter at it's conspiracy email us at the meeting with conspiracy at gmail.com we really appreciate you listening tell your friends find us on itunes rate review share do the stuff but until then we'll see you next week Bye. 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 bye bye okay bye